It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey again, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Great, great. Reading uh, election news like everybody else. But, you know, Thursday is the morning I wake up really excited because to me it's the start of the football weekend, the new football weekend, because on Thursday nights we get college football, we get NFL football. This week, tonight is the start of the football weekend. The MAC returns Maction on Wednesday nights, five Mac games tonight. All of them are on various ESPN platforms. And uh, I plan to watch Ohio University versus Central Michigan, coached by Jim McElwain, who uh, who I really like. I'm a big fan of and uh, got to know Jim a little bit when he was here at Alabama and uh, really, really like him personally. And uh, I'll be rooting for his Chippewas tonight. You know, it's return to the Mac. You're right. And it's not even Shark Week for Jim McElwain. So good to see him back. <laughs> you know, uh, I know him enough to know this. Uh, he, he is a great, great guy. And he's very funny. He, he is the ideal let's drink a beer and watch football with this guy type type guy because he's funny and he God knows he knows football inside and out. But uh, he, he, uh, he doesn't think that Shark thing's funny at all. <laughs> that is not to be brought up. He does not think it's funny at all. He, he's he's uh yeah, that 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 never hit him in his funny bone. You know, somebody ought to somebody ought to warn he ought to wear a shirt that says, Don't ask me about the shark thing then. Because <laughs> I'd be willing to bet most people start a conversation that way with him. I bet he hears it quite a bit from people and uh, and, and he's nice enough to wear you know, he, he's not the type of guy that's going to go off on strangers or anything, but <laughs> no, no, he doesn't like it. <laughs> but that's fine. Uh, right. he's, he's got a lot. Hey, he's done a hell of a job at Central Michigan. And I know he didn't do a great job at Florida, but let's remember what the standards are at these power programs in the SEC. He did win the SEC East twice. He wasn't Mike Dubos over there who actually won the SEC once. Uh, I'm, I'm just my, my Coach Mack won some games and recruited some good players. As a matter of fact, who recruited Kyle Trask of Florida? Jim McElwain. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. I mean, I'm not going I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, I like him too. So um all good. No, no, no. Um, that's who Southern Miss Southern Miss should pull me up some that's who Southern Miss should hire, frankly. Uh yeah, I think if I were Jim McElwain, I'd be like, no, nah, I'm good. Um, <laughs> he might he might prefer staying right where he is to Southern Miss. I'm just saying. That that'd be a really good hire for Southern Miss. I don't know that they could pull it off, but they they should they should try. To, to, to me, he would be a dream hire for them. Uh, great article on ESPN about uh, Steve Sarkeesian, and another article about Devontae Smith. I would encourage everybody to go check those out. Sarkeesian now, you know, getting his second chance, and I think he's going to be a, a great head coach somewhere, and it may be at the University of Alabama eventually. Who knows? But um, I think he's certainly making a name for himself. Good to see him, you know, on the uptick and getting the national exposure he deserves. I would go so far as to say this, and boy, I'm, boy, am I going to get criticized. But, hell, I'm used to that because 
I share my football opinions every day and I'm a lawyer, so I'm criticized daily. But uh, here's my hot take, boy, is this gonna get whacked opinion. Right now, as we speak, Steve Sarkeesian would be my second choice to be the next head coach at Alabama, only behind Dabo Sweeney. It's not really that hot of a take. I totally agree with you. Okay, good, good. It sounded controversial because who said that three months ago? Um, So it sounded controversial, but I I believe that. I think he's he's a winner. I think he's going to win wherever he goes. I think he's got an excellent grasp of 2020 football, which is different than 2010 football or 2005 football. Uh, and he knows our program inside and out. And let's be honest, almost a little bit like Lane in, in this one sense, but but better. He came to Alabama a good head football coach. There is no question that working for Nick Saban has made him better. And uh right. And, and the next program's going to get that. You know, and it is a shame because I think a lot of people uh, didn't like necessarily his play calling in the national championship game with Jalen Hurts. But now, in hindsight, we know he was a little bit limited by what Jalen Hurts could do, right? Well, I mean, and, and, and I would say even though we were limited and people were frustrated by it, and, you know, if, you know, if you lose a game 48-45, fans are like, oh, if we'd scored 52, we'd have won. Um, I would say that, you know, the last time Sark's offense was on the field, they scored and took the lead with a minute left. So I have a hard time saying Sark blew it. And I'm not saying the defense blew it. I think the team did. And I think it was just, a, 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 a you know, I, I would rather give credit to Deshaun Watson Agreed. than blame Alabama. But – uh I wouldn't necessarily say that Sark Sark didn't do a good job that night. No, I'm just saying that I think that's yeah. uh, general consensus. You know, yeah. Alabama fans yeah. are. Um, we're sure. nutty like that, Jimmy. Um, and we get in trouble for being too critical of the players. Yeah, I don't so know right about getting in trouble. I think somebody just wrote a review. Hey, by the way, everybody, go write a review, a good review about us. Would you do it, please? I'd do it for you. I'll do it. If you got a website, I'll do it for you. Just tell me where. I'll do it. Right? That was nice of you. That was nice of you. I'm a giving person as long as you give to me first, Jimmy. That's my motto. <laughs> uh, that looks great on the shirt. What we want to do today is talk about some of the juniors on Alabama's roster, mm-hmm. or I guess some of the redshirt sophomores, if you want to go that route, exactly. that could potentially move on to play in the NFL. But or even seniors. Huh? Even seniors. Even fifth-year seniors. I mean, even really seniors. every single person is a potential early entry because they all – can come back. Every one of them can come back. Carl Tucker, Miller Forstall, Josh McMillan, they can come back. So anyone can come back. Basically, we're talking about practically a roster full of guys that have this decision to make other than the guys who've only been in the program for two years. They must come back or transfer. Uh, but before we do all that, I want to tell everybody about Coors Light. Go to CoorsLight.com and check them out. Everything in your life is go, 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 go. You've been stressed out about football and presidential elections and all this other stuff. You need a Coors Light because it's the beer you want when you need to chill. When you want to wind down, Coors Light is the perfect, perfect beer for you. Unbelievably great tasting. It's my beer of choice. It's Jimmy's beer of choice. We are uh, certainly big Coors Lights fans, and you will be too. Just give them a shot. 
this weekend, it'll be fun because there's no Alabama game to stress about. So you can just sit there, pop open a Coors Light, and enjoy Florida Georgia and enjoy Clemson Notre Dame and not worry about a dead gum thing. And you will be completely relaxed because of the delicious taste of Coors Light. Go to CoorsLight.com. Please, please, please drink responsibly. Coors Light, Golden, Colorado. Meanwhile, Built Go. Check out BuiltGo.com. They've got these little packets, one and a half ounces, and you they've got three delicious flavors in peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. You take them for a little boost of energy. Got a little bit of caffeine, but nothing crazy. Uh, B3, honey, uh, beta alanine, B6, B12, 10,000% of your daily percentage needed for B12. So that'll tell you something. But you, if you need to power through a meeting or get through work or just sit there and listen to your mother-in-law on the telephone or something, have a built go. It's easy to take. I had one yesterday. Absolutely delicious. Great before or after a workout. Uh, typically before, so it gives you a little bit of energy. But, you know, it's uh, it's great either way. And it does promote joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. That's also positive. Uh, the stuff literally makes you look better. And we all need to look a little better. We're all kind of looking a little ragged yes, right now. Yes, we do. So, yes, um, we do. Check out BuiltGo.com. It's five-hour energy without the same crash feeling, uh, and it, absolutely delicious. Use promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. That's B-U-I-L-T-G-O.com. Let's go. All right, Jimmy, let's talk about some of these uh, Alabama players and where, what their draft prospects are and will they come back or not. Um, first and foremost, I think you start the quarterback position with Mac Jones. I saw a Mac mock draft today where CBS has him pegged to be the successor for Drew Brees in the first round. Well, I'm not ready to go there. I mean, I love seeing it because any publicity like that's good for the program. It's good for for, for Mac and, and and just gets you on the radar. You know, uh, I think NFL teams read those projections too. They they don't take them like it's some sort of scientific. Like, oh boy, we we missed on this guy, and CBS is right. But I just think the more you're mentioned in those mocks, it just raises your profile. So. Here's my feeling. I mean, obviously, everyone that listens to the show today understands that that we're barely halfway through the season. All we're doing is guessing, and this is the weirdest year ever. Um, so we don't know. We're going to be shocked uh, all over college football this year. There will be players coming back that shock you. There will be players that leave that shock you because this is the weirdest year ever, right? So today's just a, an out-there guess. I'm going to guess that Mac is leaving. Uh because I think it's justified to leave if you're a day two pick. And I'm not convinced that Mac is going in the first round because he lacks outstanding physical traits. And by that, what I mean is Mac is not big. Mac is not fast. Mac is not superbly athletic. Mac does not have an otherworldly arm. He's just a really good quarterback. Uh, but because he doesn't have those crazy traits like Tua's arm, talent, he doesn't have Justin Herbert's size or Joe Burrow's size. He doesn't have Herbert's arm. Uh, he doesn't have any otherworldly traits that make him a freak. So I think Mac is far more likely to go day two in round two or three, but that would justify him leaving early. The main reason I think he'll leave early is 
he'll have very little left to accomplish at Alabama after the season, whether he wins the Heisman or not, whether Alabama wins the championship or not. Mack will have been at Alabama, won a national championship in 2017, graduated with an undergrad degree and a master's degree, was the starting quarterback at Alabama and an award-winning quarterback at that. Uh, and it's not like if he comes back, he's going to become one of these freak athletes. In fact, if anything, Matt could fall in the draft because his surrounding cast next year is very likely to not be as good. So I think Mac leaves, uh, and I think he would be a day two pick in round two or three. I think you're probably right. I mean, I think uh, CBS right now could be a prisoner of the moment. Um, I love Mac I like Jones. I'm, I'm with you uh, all across the board that um, – he certainly has potential to go round one if everything keeps going the way it's going. And, you know, if he were to win the Heisman, <clears throat> I think that would bolster uh, his stock a little bit just because, you know, there'd be some some push to to take this guy. Hey, you won the Heisman. How bad can he be? Um, I think that could happen. Uh, but in the end, do I think he's a first-round quarterback, you know, based on my limited NFL knowledge? I, I do not. So uh, – but I also think he, he will leave this year. I think he should leave this year, given uh, the fact that a lot of his weapons will be gone. I, we assume we'll get to those in a minute, and a lot of his offensive line could be gone. So I think it's not going to be a – you know, Alabama doesn't necessarily rebuild, but it's going to be a bit of a, a swap in terms of um, a new, completely new offense. And I don't know that Mac Jones wants to be there for that and, and potentially damage his stock. I think we're basically on the same page there. We both say go. Um, let's talk about the receivers then. Devontae Smith is a senior, obviously, but he could come back. I mean, because as we said, this season does not count against your eligibility. Um, I would love, love, love for him to come back. I see no reason for him to come back unless he just loves the University of Alabama and wants to shatter every single receiving record uh, not only in Alabama history but potentially in SEC history, which would be kind of cool. Uh, to, to have that feather in your cap, but it's also better when you can afford caps with feathers of dodo birds because you're making so much money in the NFL. Yeah, a couple of things. I think Devontae leaves just in sense of stock will never be higher. Not a kid that's going to get bigger, faster. I mean, I think he is what he is at this point after four years, fully grown and ready, and this is just what he is. I think he'll be a first-round pick, even though years ago he would not be because of his size. But in modern in today's football, he is a first-round pick as a playmaker alone. I don't think he'll go as high as Ruggs and Judy a year ago because of lack of size and lack of Ruggs 4-2 type speed, but he's still very likely to be taken in the first round, and uh, I think he'll come out. I think Waddle, uh, who will be drafted similarly, assuming all the medical reports are good, I think Waddle is more likely to return as as he to some extent is going to have questions about you know how healed up he is and is he going to be the same player i think for those reasons there's a better chance waddle returns i would still lean towards assuming he's going to go just simply because he's still likely to be a first round pick because he, he should because he has that rugs type speed um you know we got him rugs was drafted higher than judy and it was because yeah. of rugs can, can really really run and Waddle can really, really run. So he's going to be going in the first round, assuming medical reports are good. Uh, so I think Waddle is leaving, going as well. I'm assuming he's, go he's gone. Better chance Waddle returns than Devontae. I would also point out 
Slade Bolden is draft eligible, which is kind of funny. He's a redshirt sophomore. It makes him draft eligible. He's not leaving. Of course he's coming back. All the other receivers will come back. But in this year, like any other year, you really have to examine the roster as a whole because basically they can all come back and most of them can leave. But uh, I think uh, Devontae and Waddle are gone. Everyone else comes back. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on there. And, in fact, in that same mock draft that had Mac Jones going to uh, the Saints as the heir apparent to Drew Brees, they had Jalen Waddle going to the Patriots, which I found very, very cool. Um, I That's think he would – Oh man, he'd be he'd be a fan favorite quickly. And they had Devontae Smith going to the Browns. Wah, wah. <laughs> Devontae may want to do over. Maybe Devontae will come back to school. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's like, okay, I'm planning on leaving. Um, but I need to know if the Browns are going to draft me. Well, we don't know exactly where you're going in the draft. As, as a I quick aside, I need to know if the Browns are going to draft me. <laughs> speaking of going to a bad team, as a quick aside. There is a quote out there in, uh, in in social media. I've seen it on Twitter, and I think it's been on Instagram. There has been a quote out there attributed to Trevor Lawrence about how Trevor uh, trashes the Jets, says if they have the first pick, he won't be coming out because the Jets are such a trash team and organization. And I read it, and in one nanosecond realized it was completely fake. So many people think that quote is real, I've heard people criticize Trevor for saying that. Do you people know Trevor Lawrence? He's never spoken. He's he doesn't speak that way about his fiance's ex-boyfriend. I mean, Trevor Lawrence has never said anything like that in his life about anyone or any team. It's fake. It's made up. Don't believe everything you read uh, on social media. Trevor Lawrence, maybe he's trashed the Jets to his family or his agent in the most private conversation imaginable, but Trevor would never say anything like that for public consumption. No, he didn't, and it makes no sense that anybody would believe this. Um, But that's the world we live in. I mean, we're seeing that in the presidential election. I mean, this is just say whatever the hell you want, and there are generally no consequences. I mean, people just say something. People just believe what they want to believe. I guess people want to believe Trevor Lawrence is a jerk, but my God, he's, he's, he, him and Tim Tebow would tie for best human out there. So, yeah. I mean, it's I mean, just, he's, he's, he it's crazy. People right, that's just a quick game. aside. That's just, yeah. I, I wish Trevor Lawrence no luck, especially while we're competing with him for a national championship. He already beat our ass once when he was a freshman. I'm not yeah. sitting here wishing him luck. I'm just saying. He's a good kid. If you don't think he's a good kid, you, you, don't, you don't have working eyes or ears. Yeah, no, that's on you if you don't think he's a good kid. I agree with that. So. Yep. yep. Um, all right, so let's move over to running backs. I mean, Najee Harris, Brian Robinson. Um, I could make the case – I could make a couple of cases here. First of all, <clears throat> Najee's going to go. I don't think there's any doubt. Um, he's not projected to go first round, but running backs just don't do the same first round stuff anymore. So – um, that's understandable. Now, it, if Najee wanted to come back, I think we'd be fine with it. But I think Najee's perfect for this offense. For for with Mac Jones, maybe with Bryce Young, we may need to be a little faster. And you and I have talked about how Najee doesn't have that breakaway speed. He's got every a lot of things you want. He's not a burner. And I think that um, maybe for next year, we need somebody 
that is a little bit more of a burner back there. And maybe it's going to be one of these freshmen we have that uh, hopefully we'll start getting some run here quickly. But um, I think Najee's going to go, and I think he should go. Now, what's going to be interesting is Brian Robinson. Um, he hasn't had a great year. He's been kind of nicked up. In fact, I think it's looking like uh, Trey Sanders may be passing him up on the depth chart, which certainly makes some sense. Um, and if that's the case, would he, number one, entertain coming back? Or number two, would he entertain maybe hitting the portal if he looks around and says, hey, you know, Alabama's got a bunch of young cats uh, that are about to uh, really start moving up the ranks. Maybe I need to go play somewhere else. What do you think? I think those are all excellent thoughts across the board. Not Najee is, uh, is, is definitely leaving in, in the sense of what more can he accomplish? This is as good as he's going to get. He worked his ass off in the offseason physically to get himself exactly where he wants to be physically it's paid off on the field he's a better player than ever but do running backs go in the first round anymore yeah but you have to be sort of freakish Najee's 40 time I mean Derrick Henry didn't go in the first round yeah if Derrick Henry didn't go in the first round why in the hell is Najee going in the first round he shouldn't take that as a personal slight uh it's just you have to be Saquon Barkley freakish to to go in the first round these days so I think Najee is a second round pick which is a really, really good spot for a running back in the draft. He's also likely to go to a good team, which will help him. I think B-Rob is the one that has a really difficult decision. I think physically, Brian Robinson's ready to play in the NFL. I think he's at an age where he's ready to play in the NFL. And frankly, it's probably the best piece of advice. I don't think he would be drafted even on day two. I think he's a day three pick, mostly due to lack of production at Alabama. I mean, in terms of he doesn't have a resume of a thousand yard type season. He's never proven that he can be a starting back at a power program at Alabama. And then now there's the injuries he's fighting through now. I think he's probably a day three pick, but that's fine. I wouldn't be surprised, Luke, if we if we looked at who are the 32 starting running backs in the NFL. Half of them were day three picks, probably. Yeah, they're true. not all they're not all first or second round guys. So B Rob wouldn't be harming himself by being a day three pick. I do think the transfer portal would be a real interesting thing if Brian Robinson believes I am a, a first or second round type pick guy. I just haven't had the opportunity to prove it. Maybe proving it somewhere else might be the smart move for him. So I think that's something he should seriously consider. But uh, the wisest course of action that I see for him is just to enter the draft uh, while he still has a lot of tread on the tires and, and really sells himself as, hey, I'm an Alabama back. The Alabama backs are having tremendous success in the NFL, and you're getting me with a lot of tread on the tire. I ain't beat up like a lot of these other guys. Yeah, and see, that's I don't. I'm not trying to push the kid out. I I love Brian Robinson. Yeah, I still remember. Good I still remember years ago. I think he had over 400 yards rushing in one game against. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but he had 400 yards rushing in high school. Yeah, he did. Um, and I think he's really good, and he's he's. Um, He's good at pass pro, uh, you know, and he, he's had, he's shown some flashes, but you know, we talk about Najee not being a burner, but here's what Najee can do. Najee can make you miss in a phone booth. He's got um, deceptive good moves because he's not, you know, Jalen Waddle's got good moves because he's quicker than a, a, a squirrel on meth. But when <laughs> with Najee, it's like he's moving in slow motion. He sees the move. It's like he's playing chess. He sees the move three moves before somebody dives at his ankles, and he's already moved, and that guy's like, how'd you know I was doing that? Um, Jalen Waddle just makes you miss because he's a blur. And um, so Najee's got that going for him, and Najee's a great pass catcher. 
which Brian Robinson mm-hmm. certainly did not. Um, and so I think that's, you know, it may be something that Brian Robinson looks, and again, I'm not pushing him into the portal. I want to make that clear. But he may look around and say, okay, Alabama may look around and say, we got Roydale Williams, who had a great, illustrious high school career, Trey Sanders, um, Jace McClellan, uh, the other kid from uh, Louisiana whose name escapes me at the moment. Um, you Kyle remember? Edwards. Kyle, Kyle Edwards. <laughs> and and uh, so, maybe Keelan Robinson returns. And Keelan Robinson returns, and he does have speed. So I think that it Alabama may just say, you know, it may just be a different direction for all parties involved, which would be sort of a Jalen Hurts situation to me, which I, I'm fine with. I'm, I'm pro-Brian Robinson. I hope he goes pro and, and kicks ass. I'm, I, and I hope he stays at Alabama and gets a lot better. But – for the moment, I kind of feel like that that's sort of where this could be headed. All right, Jimmy, let's take I a just break. Think the NFL, yeah, I just think the NFL is the best decision for him. But if he wants to come back and play at Alabama, he's he's a proven good player in this league that's only getting better. So, yeah, I'd take him back. But probably the best thing for him is the NFL. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about some linemen and uh, defensive players. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Okay, Jimmy, um, really quickly, offensive line, um, as I get a phone call out of nowhere. Someone's upset that we're being too critical of the players again. <laughs> you know, that's so irritating that my computer automatically picks up these folks. I've turned my ringer off like I'm supposed to, and then my computer just picks up. Pisses me off, Apple. Why don't you get off your dead butt, worthless stop? Um, but anyway, <laughs> they're not really worthless. I got some Apple, so go, Apple, go. Um, Anyway, uh, offensive line-wise, uh, Alex Leatherwood, yep. gone. Gone. Um, Landon Dickerson, I think gone. I think he'll be a, you know, a day two guy. I would love, right. man, you talk about somebody I would love. If there's a guy on the offensive line that you said, hey, this guy can come back of the eligible guys, I might take Landon Dickerson even over at Leatherwood just because I want somebody as mean as him protecting Bryce Young next year. Yeah, the leader, the leader. Yeah, and I, I don't rule out uh, – I, I do rule out Leatherwood return. I think Leatherwood's gone for sure. He almost left last year. I think he's come back and kind of proven what he wanted to prove. I'm not 100% convinced he'll go in the first round. I believe he will. If we had to bet today, like, okay, let's bet our 10 bucks today, I do think Leatherwood goes in the first round. But I, I would be really certain he would go no later than day two, which justifies coming out. A uh, really good player. I, I think Leatherwood leaves. I think Dickerson and Deontay Brown probably leave. Again, my projection is that they would both go. Based on this fact, I mean, what what, what more do they have to prove? I mean, the reason you come back is, is to elevate your stock. You know, your stock goes up. I mean, if Deontay Brown's like, hey, I wonder what would happen to my game if I lost 65 pounds and came back in the best – shape of my whole career and and was a first team all-american i mean if he wants to do that and you know but i i think in the end these are guys that have sort of like they're they're as good as they're going to get at the college level and it's just time to play in the nfl uh i think deontay brown's a day three pick 
I think, um, and, and just based on the fact he won't test great. Really good player, really good player. I think he'll make a team and maybe even be an NFL starter. Good player. Uh, I just think he's hurt positionally, like Najee. Guards, he's a, clearly a guard. Guards do not go high in the draft. So I think that's why Deontay's a day three pick. Uh, Landon probably is a day two pick, even though athletically he may not be what they're looking for, but Landon plays like an NFL football player. He also has great positional versatility. He can play center guard or tackle in pro football. That's going to help him immensely. That's why I think Landon will go day two. I'm with you, though. I would love it if he came back. We would so need somebody like that. But my guess is those three linemen are off to Sundays. Positional versatility, it's great in football and fantastic in a porno. Um, (laughs) Five stars. Never (laughs) – She's five I've stars. Heard that term before I dig it though. I'm I'm using the shit out of that. Uh, like that's if I ever if I if I ever get divorced because I couldn't use it again. I couldn't use this on my wife because I'd get slapped. But um, if if I ever go on a date, a first date again, I'm gonna be like, hey, my name is Luke Robinson, and I'm kick ass at positional versatility. <laughs> and of course, then I'd get to the combine. She'd realize I was lying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway uh, defensively, uh, Patrick Sertan, memory. Uh, I believe Josh Job, probably a memory. Um, Dylan Moses, memory. Um, now, Christian Barmore, memory. Uh, who else? Well, Barmore is listed in the first round in the same draft. He, he is, but I, I think so much of that is like that's that's a media projection. I want to I want to see an NFL scout dissect Christian Barmore and then talk to the coaches and get to know Barmore and 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 watch his game. I bet an NFL scout wouldn't have him in the first round. I, I, might, I mean, he to me he has not played like a first round pick. Does he have first round potential? No question. But has he played like a first-round pick? Not to me. Uh, not yet. Not, he hasn't showed it yet. Now, he might start showing it next week, and that's great. But this is the way I look at defense. This might surprise you. Today, I think Sertan and Dylan Moses are gone, uh, both in the what more do they have to prove they are who they are. Sertan will be a really high pick. I think Dylan is probably a first-round pick based on his athleticism. He is a freaky athlete for the position. But Dylan needs to play better down the stretch to lock up that first round thing. I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, Reggie Ragland fell in the second round. Dylan's more athletic than Reggie, but I, I, I'm going to project Dylan late first. But he he needs to play better. Sertan's going to go probably be a top ten pick. Could be the highest drafted Alabama player. I think there's a possibility Job comes back. Uh, this is his first year as a starter. He has improved dramatically. I think he's maturing. I think he could be sold on, you know, hey, look what Sertan did. You know, Sertan got drafted in the first round. That can be you next year. You can be Sertan next year. And I, I think they could sell Joe Bone coming back, and he might. LeBron Ray and Christian Barmore have a lot of NFL ability and a lot of NFL talent. But I think the NFL is going to say to both those kids, we need to see more production. We need to see better players on the field. Don't tell me how great you can be. Show me how great you are. And I, I, 
I don't know what Barmore and LeBron Ray will do, but I think they both should come back based on what we've seen so far. Yeah, I'm with you on that. But again, I've seen Dylan Moses in the first round and Barmore in the first round. I just, I mean, I can't see. Barmore doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's like, hey, I'm going to come back and enjoy college some more. He seems like the kind of guy who's like, hey, I want to um, have uh, a a harem of women and uh, sleep on a pile of money type of dude. (laughs) Which, by the way, I'm that type of dude. So, I mean, I'm not criticizing him for it. I think that's a good dude to be. Uh, I'm just saying yeah. it doesn't seem like he's, he's like, I want to come back to uh, to at the University of Alabama because I'm a he's, big he's the he's, 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 he's the exact kid why these mocks are a bad idea because he's, he's using it as evidence he needs to come out, I bet. Like when his coaches say, what do you mean you're going to the NFL? Why, why, do, you, why do you think you're going to be – why do you think you're going to be drafted high? And he's going to be like – I read it in the newspaper. <laughs> CBS Sports said so, Coach. You stupid. Yeah, I saw it on. I saw it on the internet box thing. It it <laughs> says I'm a first round pick, and they're like, "That's not the NFL." That's yeah. He, he's probably like, "Have you ever heard of uh, the Alabama High School Super 16 by LJS Law?" And he's like, "No." And he's like, "Well, that's how seriously those mocks should be taken." You know, I mean, it's a journalist. It's a journalist. It's a writer that, you know, is spitting out the 32 names he knows. And I'm not saying I love the mocks. I read the hell out of them and I enjoy them, but they're entertainment. And if the kids take them as, well, here's my NFL stock. You don't have NFL. You know, keeps your NFL stock, the NFL. And and those mocks are not coming from from the the desk of NFL general managers. They haven't decided yet. There hasn't been a season. There hasn't been a postseason. There hasn't been a senior bowl. There hasn't been a combine. There hasn't been a pro day. There hasn't been a full report written on a complete dissection of every snap you've played at Alabama. None of that stuff is done. So why do you think you have any NFL stock at all? You don't have stock yet. You just have the USA Today writer who just knows your name and puts you at 24 because he's got a, you know, his editor told him to do a mock. Yes. Wow. That's... There's, how's that, how's that okay. rant? Rained on Christian Barrymore's parade. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, pick on that kid. And I didn't mean to pick on that kid. I, I think it's applicable to several kids who aren't Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. I mean, I think those mocks are very bad. If you're in a top 10 in a mock on CBS Sports, you know what? You're probably going in the top 10. But from there, it's just sort of a crapshoot. Yeah, I agree. All right, Jimmy, that's going to wrap up this episode of Locked on Bama. We'll be back tomorrow with our predictions for the weekend. No Alabama game to predict, but uh, I predict I will crack open a Coors cord, cold Coors Light. I will also go to Built Go and have uh, some energy uh, using those one-and-a-half-ounce packets they sell us. And I will also go to Home Field Apparel. They have the shit, man. That's They've got the stuff. Go check out Home Field Apparel. If you like Alabama retro stuff, and I know you do, go get you some of this. I've already bought mine. Go get yours. As soon as mine comes in, I'm taking a picture of me in it, um, and I'm going to put it out there, and I want everybody to understand how kick-ass their merchandise is. All right, buddy, roll tide. Roll tide. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.